This is Youth Changemakers, the podcast. Youth Changemakers is a podcast brought to you by Red X Youth, a podcast where young people shared their stories about taking action in their communities and making a difference in the world, big or small. Hello and welcome to Youth Changemakers, the podcast. This is episode one and we are super excited to bring you diverse youth voices from right across Australia to discuss humanitarian action in all different forms. Today's guest, Sharon Valayathan, is the founder of Cosplay Cleanup, a cleanup day that fuses cosplay and sustainability. He's a TEDx speaker and a leading youth voice in the mental wellbeing space. He has an incredible entrepreneurial mindset that's seeing him currently collaborating on an exciting business venture promoting mental wellbeing in Sri Lanka. So without further ado, here is Sharon Valayathan. Sure. So I'm an international student. I'm originally from Sri Lanka. I'm studying at RMIT, but I'm almost done. I'm doing a master's. So with two more submissions, I will officially be a master's graduate. Um, other than that, um, what else do I do? I speak. I'm a consultant uh, at a company part time. Um, and yeah, just trying to just trying to make an impact in small ways. The biggest factor for me is when you are privileged and when you're in a position with time, support, and even sometimes money, in my opinion, you should work towards making an impact in some some capacity. So I've grown up with a single mom and I've seen how much kindness and giving and all of these things are so important to her, empathy and compassion, emotional intelligence, the things that you, that you don't learn in school, right? I learned from my mom. So seeing her grow up, I was just like, I didn't quite understand it because she was so giving. Um, And I was just like, why don't you take care of yourself first? And she was like, we should all take care of each other and we should build community and be there for each other. And I still for the longest time didn't understand it. But then after coming to Australia and after meeting so many incredible people two years ago, I started to learn more about, oh, wow, I'm actually in a position where I can do something. I can make some sort of impact. And as I learned more about um, subjects like sustainability, mental health, which are my two biggest vocal points, but it's also about uh, women empowerment and domestic abuse because my mom has gone through it as well. So for those three things, as soon as I did more research, uh, met so many incredible people, I was just like, yeah, like, why don't I do something? You know, like I have this time, I have this support from my mom who's telling me to do what I love to do, which not a lot of parents would tell their kids. It's like, yeah, I mean, this is, I can do something, you know, I don't need all the money in the world to do something, you know, social media and digital right now is like some of the most powerful tools out there. So it's just like, yeah, this is, I can use it for good. I believe that social media, like I literally did a TED talk on it about how you can use storytelling to make positive social change. And that's what I do. So when it came to sustainability, I was um, home back in Sri Lanka. I went on holiday in 2018. And when I went to my mom to the northern province of Sri Lanka, uh, there's this place called Jaffna, um, which is a beautiful, beautiful little uh, place in Sri Lanka. And we went to this beach 
and there were kids playing, running around, and um, uh, couples hanging out, and it was it was a beautiful time. And sun was sun was coming down as well, and it was clean as well, so nothing nothing shocking. And then I climbed up this little area. I remember I gave my mom my phone, and I was just like, I'm just gonna climb up there because obviously, why not? Injury is not a thing. Um, and then I climbed up there and I saw, I looked down and I saw easily like a ton of plastic bottles that was just like lined up together. And I was just thinking, wow, this is, it's the things you don't see, you know? And in that moment, I was just thinking, we have such a beautiful country and we're letting plastic ruin it. And then when I went back home, uh, to, uh, went, left Jaffna and went back home in Sri Lanka, I did research. And I was uh, reading about um, how where Sri Lanka, a little island uh, in the world, is causing so much of plastic pollution. Um, and then I was just like, wow, this something needs to be done. And nothing really clicked in that moment. And then I came back to Australia. I was hanging out with friends. I was uh, talking to people about it. I did a bit more reading. And I, I learned about all these amazing organizations that Australia has. It's like, why don't I build my own? And then I met Lauren, my co-founder of Cosplay Cleanup. And I was just like, we realized that we both have a love for geekdom and superheroes and all of those things. And we both have a love towards sustainability and we combined forces. And before bushfires and COVID-19 and everything occurred, we did um, four beach cleanups in three different countries. Two full-time international students putting our minds together and we got it done. And we got Sea Shepherd. Uh, um, I'm not sure if the listeners know, but Sea Shepherd is another amazing organization in Australia partnered up with them and did some incredible things. So that was my defining moment for sustainability. And I still talk about it, even though we are on hiatus now with everything going on. Um, it's not like everyone can go for beach cleanups right now with COVID-19. So, um, But I'm doing what I can in my capacity and helping other organizations out with their cleanups and sustainability projects. And I'm still like um, advising them on how to go about things because I've learned a few things in Australia. Um, when it comes to mental health, um, mental health in Sri Lanka is such a not spoken about topic. It's such a taboo and stigma related topic because uh, our older generation believes that um, it's not something that exists. Uh, it, can be, it can be just swept under the rug and you just power on through. And that's not the case nowadays. Like you have so much access to information. You're always exposed to so many different things. You're exposed to people living their best life and that makes you insecure. Uh, you get bullied as a kid. And all of these things that root cause towards mental health are happening in Sri Lanka and more and more kids are identifying that. And even for me, I didn't really know that I had any trauma or any... Um, yeah, trauma-related experiences from what I've been through. Because I've been bullied, uh, I've been misled, uh, very insecure kid. Like, my family used to say that I would never make it through high school because I'm my father's son, you know? So there used to be side comments made like that, and it would, just, it would just fester in my head, and I would just, like, sweep it under the rug. But there were times that in my life it came to a point where I would, like, it would implode, and I would be in a very dark place. So... After coming to Australia and experiencing breakup and like more judgment through family and all of these things, I used the counseling services at my university. And that's when I first started to learn more about my mental health. I was just like, wow, I have a lot of issues. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I really started to dig deep and then I converted. My Instagram used to be a food and travel blog. I know. 
And then I converted that into um, talking about wellness, talking about mental health, talking about um, all of these things that nobody would talk about on my platform. And yes, a lot of people unfollowed me and a lot of people moved on, which is completely fair. Like I went from food and travel to mental health. Like that is very confusing. Um, but I also started to gain an audience um, and people really appreciated that I was talking about these things. And then I started normalizing the conversation. Um, it started to break stigmas, um, which was awesome. And it led me to, like I said before, do a TEDx talk. I linked uh, mental health to how it affects because of climate anxiety. So there was a sustainability link there. But I also spoke about different things because mental health can be caused due to socioeconomic status, uh, physical and mental abuse, uh, bullying, insecurities. It can be linked to all of these things. It's just people don't realize that all of these things are interconnected. But um, yeah, right now I'm working on a project uh, with one of my friends from Canada uh, called Samana. So Samana um, means um, equal in Sri Lanka, uh, and it means equal in both in all three of our um, native languages in Sri Lanka. So we chose that because we believe everyone deserves a voice, uh, everyone deserves equal opportunity, um, and since we have a growing LGBT community. Um, there's a lot of mental health that they might be going through, so give them an opportunity to talk and give them a platform to talk um, uh, with anything, with people who have gone through domestic abuse or any sort of bullying or anything. Anything that has, in, uh, has connected them to have a bad mental space, this is their platform. Um, and obviously we have more plans on expanding and growing and going island-wide. But yeah, so these, these, are, the two, these are the two main main projects that I work on. Um, let me tell you, for anyone who wants to start up a project, do your research and do your due diligence. Um, when it comes to cosplay cleanup, when it, came to, when it comes to challenges, it's like more because it's a physical-based thing. We have to check for weather, we have to make sure that people are safe. Uh, all of those things are very important. The biggest, coolest thing about cosplay cleanup is it's just, it's it's fun. We're like making beach cleanups fun. We're making it fun and accessible for kids. Like the amount of kids that came to our cleanups, that was the best. Because the thing is, when it comes to sustainability and climate change, it's for the future generations. You and I will live our full lives and we'll be fine. You know, it's the future generations who are going to struggle with heat, famine, drought, all of these things that they're going to experience. Uh, we're not going to be alive for it. So having the kids there was like an amazing, amazing experience. I remember when uh, there was a little Superman, he was just like, yeah, hi, for the people who can't see it. He's like, I don't know. He was just like um, three feet, two feet. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't know lengths. Um, but he just came up to me and he was just like, uh, hey, Captain America, because I was dressed as Captain America. I was like, hey, Captain America, like, I taught my dad how to recycle at home. And I was just like, wow, like, that's cool. Like, those are the moments that I was just like, this is an amazing project. Um, so there are struggles, obviously, when it comes to finding partners. And we didn't really get into funding as much because um, Lauren is also busy with her work. And it was just a lot of time constraints more than anything. Because when it, when it comes to a physical project and not just digital, there's a lot more that goes into it. When it comes to Samana, the mental health project that I'm working on, we have to be very careful with the language that we use. We have to be very careful with, um, because as I was saying before, phase one is going to be a list of resources that are available in Sri Lanka. But since there's no accreditation in Sri Lanka, we have to make sure that these places are vetted for, because the biggest thing that I have on my platform is trust. So if these people go to these services and the services are not good, that breaks our brand. 
then and there. That's it. Word of mouth is a big thing. People will talk. And especially when it comes to sensitive services like this, we have to be careful. So that's why we're doing so much of research before we launch anything. Um, we want to make sure that works out well. And the other thing is we're going trilingual. So there's three different languages on the project because there's three different language bases in Sri Lanka. So every single thing that goes out there, whether it's a blog, an article, a video, it has to be trilingual. Or even the video at least has to be subtitled in both languages. So that's quite hard when you don't have the funding right away and when you're applying for funding and trying to get the money sources in, you have to tell everyone this is volunteer-based and we have to sell them on it and it's a whole thing. So I think for me especially from the learnings from Cosplay Cleanup, if you're going to do something, do it right. Um, doesn't matter the amount of time you take, as long as when you launch it, you have done your due diligence and you're launching something that people can use, then that's good. Because there's so many legal uh, implications that come behind it as well. Because just say, like I said, someone goes, uses a resource, they're not happy or something happens, like, God forbid, like very bad, that can come back to us, you know? There's no there's no legal backing because we haven't registered yet. So there's a lot to do with that as well. So I would definitely say um, for anyone who's starting up a project, do your due diligence. Like have enough respect for the user who's going to use your product or service um, that you give them that due respect as well. So you do your research, do your backing up and everything before launching. See, when you look at Yemen, what's going on right now, I think that's the biggest humanitarian issue and it's the big, biggest humanitarian crisis. But I think from a personal level, if you ask me, I would say everything boils back down to mental health. Uh, if people had better understanding about self and better understanding about what's right and what's wrong, a lot of issues in the world wouldn't be happening. Um, I supported Black Lives Matter because I've experienced racism in my own country as well. Um, all of these things that are happening is because somewhere down the line, people thought what they were doing was right when it was actually wrong. And that comes from a mental space, you know? It comes from people planting a seed in their head and that seed growing and growing and growing. And you make the active decision to do something. So for me, when it comes to anything, climate change, sexual harassment, domestic abuse, um, uh, wars, um, killings, whatever it may be in society, I think it always comes down to a mental space and a mental decision that you actively make and telling the difference between right and wrong, having the facts and figures and doing the research and all of those things do make effort, right? And people don't want to make the effort. People would rather follow blindly. Um, like for me, for example, like when I put out some piece of uh, information on my socials, I, I do my research. I think three to four times because I know how easily people can be influenced, right? So it's your responsibility to make sure that what you're putting out there is correct. So I think a lot of things can be solved if we focus on ourselves a lot more and there's a lot more stress on our mental well-being. I would first say like, good on you, you know, like for to take that step to even think that way. Because I remember when I had like a meetup sort of thing when I was back in Sri Lanka last year and I met this young kid, he was 17 years old, still in high school. And he was talking to me about all these things and I was just like, man, if I, was, if I was your age and I was thinking like this, like you're starting so early, you know, that's the first step. Like having that thought process at that age, like good on you, like for have, to have that thought process. Um, I think if you want any help, talk to people. Um, start talking to people. If you don't know who to talk to, 
the internet is your best friend, Google. Google who to talk to. Social media doesn't limit you anymore. You can connect with people on LinkedIn and have a chat with someone. You can connect with someone on Instagram and have a chat with someone. If you're really uh, passionate about it, start finding out more information about it. Um, my boss, Josh, um, the biggest thing that I learned from him was if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And that really resonates with me to this day because what's the worst, right? You go into it, you ask if they say no, fine, move on. But if they do say yes, that's an opportunity for you to learn and that's an opportunity for you to grow. So if you're young and you're looking for it, like have that fire, have that ambition, like hold on to those things, but learn to pace yourself. The biggest thing that I've struggled with a lot is I don't know how to pace myself. Like I will go headstrong, a straight year and a half and I'll burn out, you know, and then I'll, I'll take like six months off to recover. And that's six months that you could have done like precious work, you know. So I would say pace yourself, like you're young, enjoy life, go on a trip, take breaks. Um, the world will not end right away. If as long as you're pacing yourself and you're, and you're doing, doing your due diligence and speaking to people and researching and putting together everything, you'll be fine. But for me, to be honest, where I find inspiration is, uh, I just wanna make an impact before my last day, you know? Um, people ask me like, who are my inspirational, like people that I follow? Yes, there are a few, like Gary Vaynerchuk is one of them. I love him. Obviously I don't agree with all of his views, but he has a good mindset. He's, it's coming from a privileged place, but he has a good mindset. Um, Greta Thunberg, another inspiration. Um, just another example for you that your voice, it does matter. But when it comes to inspiration and how I keep myself motivated, it's just like, I have so much to give, why not give it? You know, it's as simple as that. Um, I have so many years to live and so much time to do things like why not invest a bit of it, a little bit of it into making a lasting difference in some capacity, you know? Um, not 100% of the things I do work and that's okay. But the thing is you can either focus your energy on thinking about how much of time you spent on something that didn't work or how much you learned from that thing and you can use it in a future project, you know? So yeah, I would say my biggest inspiration and motivation would be just the fact that I just wanna make a difference. Uh, the biggest thing that I learned from my therapist was uh, when she first said it, I was just like, you are out of your mind. But when I thought about it, she was like, so 2019, context, 2019, I was running. I was running very fast, doing a lot of things, million miles an hour. Um, and I had a couple of days where I didn't do anything. And I just like rested on the couch and just chilled. And I felt really bad about that. I felt really bad about racing that time. And I, and I told her when my session came up, I told her, I was like, I spent a few days not doing anything. I felt really bad. I could use those days to do something very unproductive. And then she said, Sharon, doing nothing is doing something. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense because the biggest self-care tip for me, which I'm still learning, is to pace myself, is to give myself breaks, enjoy life, play a bit of Xbox, go on a road trip, you know, just do something that's not related to changing the world. Um, you can play a bit of Xbox and not change the world a bit, that's okay. So definitely, definitely like love yourself first, like give yourself the attention that you deserve. Um, I, I, the biggest thing that I learned from my mom was not to follow what she followed which was pouring out of an empty cup. She loved to give, but she never took care of herself. And I did that. I did that up until 2018. I did it. 
I did it with every relationship I was in, friends, family, I used to pour out of an empty cup. But then I realized, what if I gave that same love and attention to myself? And that's when I achieved more things that any 27-year-old could ever imagine, 26-year-old could ever imagine. And like so many people come up to me comments saying, Sharon, at 26, in, two, in less than two years in Australia, you've achieved so much. Like, how did you do it? And I told them, don't do what I do. Like, you don't have to achieve so much in one and a half years. It, it's not a race. What I always tell people is you are on your own lane and you choose to put the traffic on there. Like, if you don't want any traffic on there, you can go at 20 kilometers per hour and no one's going to say anything. If you want to go 100 kilometers per hour and burn yourself out, that's on you, you know? So I always tell people, like, go at your own pace. Don't compare yourself to other people. Um, you are not racing against anyone but yourself. So take care of yourself. Yeah, so I have a very confusing surname to a lot of Australians. <laughs> uh, but it's Sharon, uh, S-H-A-R-A-N, Velayudan, which is V-E-L-A-U-T-H-A-N. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. You can, yeah, if you want Facebook, but Instagram and LinkedIn would be your best bet. But I'm always open to like having conversation. And um, the biggest thing that people say is, how do you reply to all your DMs? I was just like, my biggest response is, if you can make the time to support me and message me, I can make the time to respond. It's being humble and being grateful. So if you ever want to chat, just reach out. Oh, <laughs>